I'm so excited to be here. It's a plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. <laughs> Uh, yes, and back at you, sir, and to all of us who get to be with you today, thank you for being on the panel show. Hey, John! <laughs> Hello, Pamela. Great to be here. Super excited. How are you doing? Oh, it is so exciting. Well, everybody, this is John Tallarico. show where we learn and we grow together. Today, you are so blessed to be back for part two of Stefan Leary's interview. This has been absolutely amazing. And last week, we ended on this high note about purpose and surrendering to your purpose and watching heaven go to work on your behalf. And this week, Stefan is going to start out with us discussing what real love looks like and feels like and tastes like and experiences is like. He is going to dive in there and he's going to start with family relations and share how when you let God be the compass in your life, he will always point you to do more. So buckle up, make sure you've got your paper and pen so you can write down all those gold nuggets and let's go on with the show. Let's call him in. Come up to Stefan. Come back for more. Your story is amazing. Would you share a little bit more about uh, your family? When you... You said you were adopted by a white family and yes. that you experienced love that you, for the first time, and it came, it was the love of God that you were experiencing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that family dynamic, because I know you said you're all intertwined and you're still connected. Um, just unpack that a little bit more for the people that are, that are viewing, please. Well... First of all, I would just say that, you know, the scripture says faith, hope, and love. Mm -hmm. The greatest of these is love. I believe that love changes things. Yes. And I cannot explain to people that the way this family love welcomed and embraced me changed me in such a way that I, it was almost instant, like a snap of my finger that wiped away everything that I ever knew about race, diversity, social economics, all of those things that hinder us from what your model is for your show we can be better together. They love me beyond the color of my skin. They love me beyond my economic background. I walked into their home with a little brown paper bag. That's all the clothes that I had. I have one pair of shoes on. 
And I never slept in the bed by myself. Growing up in a two bedroom apartment with seven kids, you have the stackable, you know, three level bunk beds. And uh, we had seven kids. So that seventh person had to either sleep on the floor or sleep, <laughs> sleep with someone. So um, I never even had my own room or slept. You know, someone slept so bad you didn't sleep with them or, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I grew up sleeping on the floor and um, I get to this house and my brothers gave up their room for me. Um, I had my own room, something that I just thought, wow, the unselfishness of uh, this family that loved me. You see, in, the, inter in uh, the small town in Louisiana where I grew up in, it's in central Louisiana, a small town called Bunky. It has uh, still plantations today that my grandparents and their parents worked at plantations. Um, there's a railroad track that divided the whites and the blacks. And we were told to don't cross those tracks at night because if you do, you may not return. That's where I grew up. That's where my foundation of what race was all about. And it was like the love that this family showed me, it broke the curse of hatred, of diversity, of seeing a person and accepting them because of the color of their skin or their economic status. And it overwhelmed me with the compassion and, a, and an ability to love others the way that I have been loved. My dad is the man that poured into me the invention. He has inventions. It was almost like God gifted me with a family that gave me the things that I did not have in growing up. But what I love about what Wes, uh, Les Brown says and what I say about greatness in you, I learned this quote that I think everyone can grab a hold to. And it is this, it's already in you. Yes. It's always been in you. Yes. You see, what I experienced brought it out of me, mm -hmm. but it was always in me. What we have to do with each other is help bring out, that's what I mean, tap into. If you go to, uh, discover water, if you go to plant uh, flowers, fruits, whatever, you got to tap into that ground. You got to break the hardness of the shell. You got to get to the place where there's a softness and a soil that we can plant seeds into that will flourish and grow into something great. That's why there is greatness in every single one of us. We got to get past the hardness of the ground. And some of our grounds are harder than others because some of us have stone on top of the ground, mm. not just a hard ground because the season has hardened our hearts. If we can soften the hearts of men, if we can soften the hearts of each other through love and care, compassion, extending our hands to help one another, we will discover that there's not just greatness in everyone, but there's a love in everyone so that we can be better together. 
Bravo. Oh, that is so beautiful and so true. So I wrote a couple of notes here that uh, I'm on note taker big time. So you said the power of surrender, that you learned the power of surrender and that you're wanting to impart to people the power of surrender. Now, not that's not surrendering to bad things, that it was ultimately surrendering to the love of God in your life and to his yes. plan. But then you said the unselfishness of your family yes. that you met. They looked different than you. They lived different than you had previously. But their unselfishness, their love for you, that between those two things, your surrender and their unselfishness, I wrote down, it broke the curse. Yes. Like, I, is everybody hearing that today? Yeah. Are you hearing this? This is an example. This is a living example of how we break free from those things that, as Stefan has said, there's greatness in you. Those seeds yeah. of potential are there. How do you turn up that, get rid of those stones and turn up that soil and get it ready for the, for the water and the sun and all of that kind of thing so that the yeah. seeds grow? He gave two key things here. Surrender. Yes. And selflessness. Yes. They had they they were selfless. They were they were unselfish in in yes. what they did, and that created the atmosphere. That's correct. Woo! That is powerful. The atmosphere is very key, right? Because yes. not only we you know you it creates an atmosphere in a home. But it also creates an environment in our culture. Yes. You see, the beautiful thing about the seasons of life is that the seasons change, but there are things that grow in every season of life. Mm. That's called environment. Yes. You see, when you're placed in the right environment to grow, it doesn't matter the seasons of change because you were built to last in every season. Yes. The love that overwhelmed me, prepared me, and helped me get beyond the abuse that I had experienced, the neglect that I have experienced, the, the failures that I had experienced, those things that happen in our life that takes us through seasons of difficulty ultimately go away when we're in the right environment. It's yes. so critical that we create an environment of love and care and kindness and compassion and unselfishness because that environment helps us all get through every season of life yes Even when it's difficult because stefan leary as i said before when COVID hit i had to go back and visit zero to 17. i was okay with stefan leary from 17 to 50. Mm -hmm. Zero to 17 presented some issues in my life that had cost me marriages, jobs, perhaps other opportunities. They cost me because I didn't know me. Right. I only knew a part of me. And so now my journey in life is discovering me. One of the things that I would encourage everyone today is this. The greatest commandment in the scriptures, 
I believe has been misinterpreted, not intentionally, but because we have been afraid to tell people that it's okay to love yourself. Preach it. You see, yeah. the greatest commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and all your strength. And everybody gets that part. Every preacher tells you that. Every teacher tells you that. Every parent tells you that. Every coach tells you that. Every trainer tells you that. But when the seasons of life come and you don't feel like loving or you feel like you can't love the Lord your God, it goes to step two and step three. There are three parts of that scripture, not two. There's a wonderful song that's out today. It says it's real simple. Love God and love people. Yes. And I love the song, but I say, man, we're missing it because mm -hmm. you can't love people according to that verse until you love yourself. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and all your strength and love and love and love thy neighbor and love them as you love yourself. What many people are missing in their lives, Pamela, is that we don't love ourselves in the conditions that we're in because of the seasons that we're in mm -hmm. and the rough seasons we've been through. Sure. So all of the pain, the hurt, the fears, the failures, the agonies, the defeats, the abuse, the neglect, the rejections, all of that has put us or caused us to go through a season in our life where we don't love us. And Stefan Leary went through that season and I just recently, this is very recent, Pamela, I went and ran to my parents I ran to my parents and I said, I got something to tell you. I got something to tell you. And I said, I heard this unbelievable service. It was from Stephen Furtick. And it says, it's always been in you. Mm -hmm. And what God showed me was love has always been in me. But my family brought that love out. Out of you. But guess what happened to Stefan Leary, Pamela? Stefan Leary went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Stefan Leary was asked to leave a job because of false accusations. Stefan Leary buried that love that saved him. And I ran to my parents and I said, hey, God showed me I buried the very thing that saved me. Mm -hmm. It was love that saved me. It was love that changed me. And it is love that I need to continue to do, to accept, to love, and be loved. And so the past few years of going through my rough season, I buried love. And God has brought it back out of me again. And now I'm writing books <laughs> and speaking <laughs> to perhaps help somebody else who has gone through a different, se a difficult season and have lost themselves. 
And you and I have talked about my, my second book that's coming out, The Elevated Soul. I compare it to the Lion King Cub Simba, where something difficult happened to him in his life. He lost his father. And he had a Lion King, L-Y-I-N-G, named Scar, who told him, run away, run away, Simba, and never return. You see, that's what happens in our life. Right. We go through difficult times in our life and there's an enemy, there's an enemy in our voice, a liar, a lion king who's telling you to run away from who you are. And like the lion cub Simba, we run. We run to a far off place to where we don't even know who we are. True. Simba ran and he's a lion. He's supposed to be king in the jungle and eat everything in the jungle. And he runs to a place where people are telling him what to eat. <laughs> That's what happens to us. We run to a place where we don't even know who we are that other things start to control us. Drugs, people, alcohol. Those things start to control us to where we lose sight of who we really are. Wow. Yep. And it's not until the great monkey Rafiki enters the movie and he tells Simba, I know who you are. Simba says, you do? He said, I know your father. Simba say, yeah, but he's dead. And he says these most powerful words that everyone needs to hear. He's alive. I'll show you. <laughs> and he takes Simba down to the brook where Simba gets to look in this water and Simba looks in the water and he sees this reflection of himself. And he says, that's just my reflection. And that's what happens to us. Right. We run to a far off place that every day we wake up, we look in the mirror and we see this person that we we're not happy with. It's just the same reflection of this depressed, discouraged, lost, hopeless person. And Rafiki says, no, no, look harder. And Simba looks harder. And as you said in the beginning, and as I said, he says, you see, he lives in you. Yes. Simba looks into the water in that movie, that wonderful movie, and he sees the reflection of his father and he comes to himself because his father appears in, in, in the skies and says, Simba, oh Simba, you have so forgotten me that you've forgotten yourself. Remember who you are. Yes. You are the son of a king. Remember who you are. So no matter what happens in our lives, Pamela, no matter what we go through, the key is to know and understand he lives in you. Yes. Remember who you are. Remember. You are a son 
and daughter of the king. And he has great purpose in your life. No matter what you've been through, no matter what battle you face, no matter what situation you find yourself in, he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And Rafiki tells him one of the last greatest lessons we all can learn in our life. He tells him, oh my, was that the wind? And Simba says, eh, I don't know. You see, Rafiki was telling him about the seasons of life. Yes. The wind blows and blows. Things happen in life. And he hits Simba on the head. And Simba says, ouch, that hurt. And Rafiki tells him the lesson that we all can learn. He said, oh, yeah, the past does hurt. Mm -hmm. But you can either learn from it or you can run from it. Wow. And he swings at Simba again and he ducks. And he learned from it and he ran back to his purpose. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have never, until I met you, seen or experienced Lion King in that like third dimensional. <laughs> the Elevated Soul, you are more than what you see. That book is coming out, published by TVN. It'll be all over the networks. Um, I cannot wait to get that book into people's hands. You are more than what you see. It is Christ that lives in you. That is the hope of glory. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Stefan, <laughs> thank you for empowering us. You're welcome. And there's so much, so rich. I, you know, I came in on a good vibration and in a good spirit. But I tell you right now, like, my feet are, you know, up there somewhere. I, don't pull me down. I don't want to no, come no. down. I'm going to carry this through hey, the rest keep of the floating, day. Keep floating. Keep rising. Keep rising. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your you. heart. Thank today. you for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. It has yes. been a pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in today. I'm sure that you're floating way up there with me, right? Yeah. This has been amazing. I would like to ask you to do a favor for Stefan and I. Isn't his message today, his, his talk, his story, his gold nuggets that he dropped one after one, like bombs? <laughs> Aren't they amazing? And shouldn't the world hear them? Mm. And it's really easy to get the world to hear them. If you're watching this right now, which obviously you are, there's a little button that says share. Mm. That's all you need to do is click that. You can send it to a friend, to a family member. You can post it on social media. Mm. You can tell somebody, download the Exposure app, and you need to tune in Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and hear these stories. Mm. I just, I'm asking you to please do us a huge favor and share this knowledge. Share this episode because the world needs to hear it. We're all saying we want the world to be a better place, but it's only going to be a better place if each one of us affect the world that we're in. This right. is a way we can do it together. 
So help us spread this message. And I thank you in advance for doing that. Yes. I also want to thank you for being here today. And I want to remind you that you do have a purpose by design, not by default. That's right. Thank you for joining the Pamela Show, where we learn and grow together. Now get out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. Thanks. See you next time. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash Ascend. Oh my goodness, I am ready to go watch Lion King. How about you? That movie will forever be something additional and changed in my life, and I am going to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it with me, okay? Now listen, I love the words that Stefan uses. He's closing things down tonight. Remember who you are, and remember whose you are, and that you're not here on accident. You're here on purpose. In fact, as Mr. Les Brown said, you're a masterpiece because you're part of a master. So it's time now for you to take all of this wonderful storytelling, all this encouragement, and to just hone it in on the inside and let it bubble up and out. And let your light so shine that all men can see. Let all that has been deposited in you be withdrawn out of you for such a time as this. Thank you, Stefan Larry, for being here and making a difference in my life and sharing your story with all of us. Now, everybody here, this statement should mean more to you after tonight than ever before. You are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design and not by default. Go out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. Thanks for joining me tonight. See you next time.